0: Christy and Bodge oh, uh, on the Mid-North Coast's hit.
1: Very good morning to you, Christy and Bodge for Harvey Norman, Port Macquarie. Happy Monday, Christy. How's your weekend? Did you have a good weekend?
2: Big adventures for Big me. Big adventures. Yeah, and I think from Friday. It was like a decent lot of three days where I just kept myself busy.
1: Oh, right. Oh, well, I, I think I did nothing.
2: That's good. But Normally that's been opposites. me. Polar <laughs> opposites. <laughs>
1: Although um, I did scrub some old video games, you know, those old cartridges
2: you scrubbed them.
1: Yeah, do you know the the golden rule where you you know you take it out of the Super Nintendo or the Nintendo 64 and you
2: you blow into it, yeah.
1: And that would make them work. Back in the old days when you had to you know do that, um, I've been using rubbing alcohol, would you believe, on those um, old games just to give them a bit of a clean. So that they work, so I could sell them because I'm in the process of moving house in the next couple of weeks. So I did that yesterday. Apart from that, I did nothing else. So that was a pretty casual weekend.
2: I thought you would have like started packing, like, nah. Made use of the weekend and, and be prepared because you don't want to leave it to last minute. Moving is the worst.
1: Well, I, a lot of stuff's already sort of in containers. Like, I didn't unpack a lot of stuff <laughs> so anyway. You've
2: been living out of a suitcase, is that what
1: you say? No, 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 no. I just, I, I just realised how much stuff I had. Stuff I don't need. And then stuff I thought, you know what? I need to be really savage with it. I need to go Marie Kondo.
2: There is a rule, I'm pretty sure, that if something stays in a box for 6 to 12 months, then you don't need it. So if you've been living in this... Yeah. If you've been living in the house that you've been living in currently, and you've had something sitting in the box for over 6 months, then you don't need it. So maybe you should bin it.
1: I think... This discussion needs a bit more time. Uh huh. Okay, let, let's, let's play a couple of songs. I think we need a two song prong thing here so we could discuss the rules of this because I feel like I'm going to lose a lot of stuff. Uh, Lady Gaga, not too far away. Here's One Republic now, though. It is five past six. Christy and Bodge starting the week off on a what well,
0: feels like it's going to be a real tough one.
1: Culling, cleaning. going to be saying goodbye <laughs> to a lot of things. Wake, up. wake,
0: wake. Get up with Christian on the Mid North Coast Hit FM
1: over the weekend because I'm about two weeks away, Christy, from moving into a new place, and um, I'm trying to declutter. Trying my hardest to declutter, but you know, you set us, you make first thing you do is you make a mess. You make a mess everywhere. You yeah. empty out boxes and you go right, and you put your. Your mindset into that. I'm going to be really tough on myself and I'm going to get rid of all of this
2: stuff. <laughs> and that is ultimately what moving is all about. Like, I, I don't mind when you move around every few years because you know that you're going to cull a lot and you go, I don't want even to cart that with me. I hate when you do it the other way, mm. where you pack it all into the truck, move to the house, and then you declutter from there while you're putting it away. No, you much prefer getting rid of it. However, you make the mistake, though, if you throw something out, get into this new place, and you go, like, oh. That looked that. really good there. Yeah, I, need, I should have thrown it out.
1: I need that monkey lamp. <laughs> In fact, I, I'm looking at um, buying a stupid monkey lamp no. as well. So I can't even. I'm looking at buying more stuff. What's a,
2: what's a monkey lamp? It's
1: like? literally. I saw it on the Facebook Marketplace. It's a monkey holding a globe, right? Like he's got an idea. <laughs>
2: I don't think you need one of those, for you. No, I don't. But there's sounds of things you've got way too much that you don't need.
1: But you can see how this stuff accumulates, and that's the sort yeah, of stuff I like. But
2: what I don't get is, how long have you been in the current house that you're in with your housemates? Oh. Six months? Mm, something like that. And you've still got things in a box that you've never I've got taken s- out? Yeah, I
1: mean, I've got stuff in the, the garage that's you know, it's been sitting there for a long time. But,
2: yeah. but, they, but why I, did you never unpack it?
1: A lot of them just memories I knew I wouldn't need in the short term.
2: Yeah, Fair enough. And so I'm saying and I've read it somewhere or seen it somewhere on a TV show, when it comes to decluttering and getting rid of things you don't need, if you've got something sitting in a box mm. for more than six months and you don't use it, then you don't need it. Like my
1: <laughs> Oh, that's probably true. But what, <laughs> my- about, what about winter and summer clothing?
2: Oh no, that that's that's fair because some people do store them in like those vacuum sealed bags yeah. in the top of another cupboard and then you rotate your um your clothing. That's fine. I get that because you mm. need that, but it's just random stuff that you don't need. Like I, my, my poor mum right? We've been in the house that they've been in the house that we're, uh, they're currently in when I was 12, right? And Dad had all these clothes in this big box in the walking wardrobe. right. Twenty years later he finally pulled the clothes out and binned them. Mm, it's a box of clothes in her walk-in wardrobe. Just left there because he said one day I might need them and never went into it. Twenty years is a little bit too long. Six months creeps to up, a year. you? Like, creeps yeah, I up. think you need to get rid of it. But so that's what a lot of people say. Like Marie Kondo, I'm sure there's somewhere along the lines that she says something about uh decluttering.
1: We actually do have a quote from her. I've got it here. Here we go. <laughs> no idea what she just said
2: spark joy get rid of your stuff bud it's no been in a box for said. more than six months you're gonna bin it
1: it's hard to when you haven't got the subtitles
2: <laughs> we we'll just make hard. it up
1: yeah she's probably just saying just chuck it just chuck it
2: <laughs> i think you need but, to chuck it but
1: the um the other thing is is on clothes it's a good thing that you brought up clothes um i've become one of those men that doesn't like to get rid of tattered clothing that is, you know how I've ripped, like, several pairs of jeans?
2: Oh, yeah, that you will continually walk in the door and you go, you do realise you've got a big hole in your butt?
1: Yeah, well, I, I keep them because I still like the way they feel on my body, like, you know. Hang you know, on, that sounds weird. That sounds weird, does No, they're, they're tight, they're not tight-fitting, but they're called carrot jeans, and it's very hard to find them. Carrot, no. carrot jeans are for... You know, uh, think of the shape of a carrot. You know how it's bigger up the top than it is down the bottom, right? Yes. So for, for gentlemen with larger bottoms, <laughs> these are perfect style jeans. Well,
2: clearly they weren't large enough because you still have holes in the same well, spot in your butt every time. No, there was... Stop that, pumping so much iron in your butt.
1: No, no, no. That was around the junk area. That's <laughs> that's for other reasons. But the um the thing is, is I have kept two pairs of those. Yeah. And I've been told... Um, uh, unequivocally that I need to destroy or get rid of them. Yes. And I want to keep them. So I've been hiding them and putting them in a, another bag and putting them in the wardrobe like in different places. And, <laughs> she, and she keeps finding them. You
2: don't need them. Unless you're going to paint a house and unless you're going to do some yard work, that's the only time and you should wear those.
1: Every time she finds them, it's like she's discovered pornography. Yeah. The shame of having your pornography found um, is going. Oh God, I've been caught out. So this is this is ultimately much worse. Yeah, because she keeps saying, "Chuck them," and I go, "Yep, yeah, they're gone. I've chucked them. They're done." She offered to fix them. Fair, fair, you know, fair go. She offered to fix them. I said, "No, I don't want you to touch them." So there's a lot of things that I'm trying to declutter. Yeah. At the moment, so
2: I do think those are the the ones that you do need to get rid of because mm. um, I know why she's so embarrassed. Because when you do accidentally wear them, thinking they're your favourite pants that don't have holes in it, then I, you've got to see your little um, underwear that's got patterns on them. Yeah, I
1: just wear them around the home though.
2: No, you've come here. Oh, and,
1: he, the- and here, and here. But no one else comes here. No one comes to work. <laughs> we
2: have to see it. There's
1: so much I'm trying to get rid of. And I, I spent all of yesterday trying to do it. It was really, it was really hard because um, I have all these sort of memories and I find myself, like I chucked a lot on eBay yesterday. Like if you want um, just random pieces of crap, I mean, I'm your man, but um, some of that random crap was, was important me like you know the, you get the memories are attached to them and now I find myself in a position where I waited till I got hangry and I thought right, well I won't eat breakfast I got really angry and I thought right um I'm by myself I've just tipped everything out and I just thought right I will just chuck everything and I chucked a lot of stuff and I'm regretting it and I may go through the bins when I get home but um I, I'm going to need a bit of help with it. this is going to be something over at least over the next week because I move in in the next two weeks. I want it done before then.
2: I feel like, um, yeah, you're going to be in a fair bit of trouble when uh, Alicia has a say in some of the stuff that you've got. Yeah, well. She's going to make sure it does go into the bin. We don't need this. I'm going to keep my thing here. Yours is going. no. That no, no, should
1: go. Uh, no. Bin that. Bin she, uh, that. It's, it's funny. While she does have a little bit of control now over my life, she doesn't have that much in terms of, like, if I say, no, this stays, it stays. Oh, You say
2: that now, you wait,
1: you wait,
2: it'll change. For
1: the the duration of the week, I'm going to need a bit of help. So I think we come back to it and we we figure out... um you know, how we're going to do this. But uh, j- just one more time, I just want to see if I can decipher what Marie Kondo's saying because it may help me.
2: <sighs> Spark Joy I by no, Day cluttering.
1: no idea what she's saying, that woman. I need subtitles. The Mid-North
0: Coast gets up with Christian Barge. Do
1: you remember that um, Captain Tom Moore in the UK, we spoke about him a few times. He
2: was like the ninety seven year old, wasn't he? A hundred. A hundred, that's right.
1: So when he was ninety nine, this was earlier this year, he um, made a pledge. Now he's a war vet, you know, mm. he walks with a Zimmer frame, those those wheely things that, you know, elderly people use when they, they, you know, need help walking. And he's got a big garden. He said, I'm gonna walk around my garden one hundred times to raise some money for the NHS, the National yeah. Health System in the UK, he didn't think he'd make much, but he was trying to do his bit. He can't do a great deal mm. um, in his, you know, in his current state. Um, so he ended up raising thirty-two million pounds—a yeah. lazy thirty-two million, just, just a little, exactly. And he became famous nationally. We nearly had him on the show, but he was feeling a bit crook the morning yeah. we were going to chat to him. So we just said, "Look, wish him our, our best." Um, And he said thank you, apparently, according to the lady that we spoke to. And now um, what's happened since he's been, oh, he got an honorary title of, um, I think it was general or something crazy like that, Um, or colonel. It was colonel. Colonel. That's right. And now um, good old Lizzie, the queen, has had a special ceremony in the gardens um, where she's knighted him. So now he's Sir Captain Tom Moore.
2: So he got the full, where the sword with
1: the sword, her taps father's on sword, on both
2: the shoulders, yeah. and now he is a knight, He's officially a knight. a knight. He's
1: officially a knight, and it was hilarious what he said to her though, because he said, "If I get down on my knee, I might never get oh. up." Oh, <laughs> and she said that's fine. So no, it was it was interesting though. Like when you're the queen, right? You you have to do that to a few people. Yeah. Um. I don't know how it works with the honorary titles. You know how the Queen's Birthday honours, like people get made MBE or whatever they are or CE and they've got all these weird letters after him. He is, um, you know, I I don't think they all get the sword treatment. Do you know what I mean?
2: Only the knights do. I
1: think sometimes like Charles will do it and sometimes William will do it. Yeah. And I think Ed Sheeran, didn't he get like um, MBE or something like that a while back? So he got a title and, um, not a knight, though. Yeah, I think knighthoods are only done by the Queen. I'm really not sure, but it was really nice to see the Queen um, come because she has retired from all public um, like sort of events
2: yeah.
1: with all the COVID stuff because she's pushing it as well. She's like 93, 94.
2: Wow. Strange. So he's now knight... Tom Moore, not Captain Tom Moore.
1: Oh, he's still captain, right? He's just got more titles.
2: <laughs> what What does his role entail? Like, what does a knight normally have to do oh, in the modern I, day you know and what? age?
1: It's 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 an honorary thing, but in the old days, um, the really old days, I'm pretty sure they would be like you know um, that if there was ever a problem, they could be called up or something like as as special knights. I'm not really sure, but you know, it's a nice thing to see because. He, he, I mean, he did that. Th- I mean, let's be honest. He walked around his garden. Yeah. He's very frail. He raised a lot of money, but it's his, it, the work he did afterwards, like all the interviews and stuff like that um, helped spur on um, other fundraising events and people wanted to try and emulate it and, the, and millions and millions more. Um, and he's just, it's a, he's a feel good story. He's yeah. a feel good story, particularly for that country that we're in lockdown for ages. So. I think it's
0: great.
2: Captain Tom Moore, the Mm. knight in shining armor. This is true. The the, 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 the one to get up. A fresh way to get up.
0: Christian Barge on Hit FM.
1: Last night on the voice, I didn't watch it, but I caught up on the um the app. Same. Um I didn't think it was that close to finishing, to be honest with you, Christy. I didn't think it was that close.
2: It was. And it was in terms of closeness as well. It was uh so close between um, separating the winner. And the second place.
1: Well, for those that didn't hear the winner, here we go. Here is the reveal from last night. The winner of The Voice 2020 is. Oh, who is it? Good God, they drag it out. Don't they? Chris. Well, I mean, the, the interesting thing there is is that the, the backlash was fierce last night. I, I love reading comments when they're not about mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. When people are being fierce and savage and, um, well, you know, honest with their feedback, it's always interesting to read. And there was a lot of people saying that he was the fourth best of the top four.
2: Yeah, well, but betting agencies were tipping um, Johnny. And of course to be, they were the, tipping uh, Johnny. Number, uh, number one. And to have uh, Guy Sebastian win, I mean... um. T- <laughs>
1: You keep doing this, and do okay, you know what? I
2: Guy Sebastian. I can understand He's Chris it. Sebastian. But that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he's a Sebastian, so, and he looks just like Guy.
1: Aldi Sebastian. <laughs> no,
2: you he's know, actually a very good singer. But... He, yeah,
1: but he's, he's the Aldi version of Guy, But not
2: yeah, he's very much the outing version of Guy. Well, we know that Guy won Australian Idol back in 2003. Yeah. What are the chances that uh, another Sebastian wins another reality music to, show?
1: I have to kind of be nice because we're interviewing you tomorrow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to call Ugh.
1: him Guy. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. Yeah, he's... Uh, I don't think he was the best singer. But that being said, I don't think Johnny should have won it either.
2: Oh, All right? what do you think Stella should have won?
1: I, I think... The Voice is similar to, in um, terms of Who Should Win, is similar to um, Australian Idol, and I'll tell you why. Because um, those kind of shows, you want people who are naturally gifted, but they're not raw talents. They've got a little bit of their own work done. Maybe they've done some choir or something like that. Mm. But you want to know that these people, they're, you know, they, they haven't had professional training. I would say I would suggest that Chris and Johnny, particularly Johnny, have had a lot of uh, training.
2: Well, he was the front man for Peking Duck, Chris, uh, Chris Sebastian. For,
1: no, no, he might have tr- for toured a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was because I went to the same church as him for a little bit. Yeah, like my mum was going to a church in Adelaide, and I thought, oh, I'll go along. I will have a look, and it was like a rock show. It was one of them. It wasn't Hillsong, but it was similar to that. You know how they have the rock Christian music mm, and all that sort of mm. stuff. I didn't mind. I thought, oh, yeah, it's a bit different. Um, and he wasn't on stage at the time, but you wouldn't know this, but Guy and Chris have an older brother who's a better singer than both of them, and named Ollie.
2: Well, then why doesn't he then jump on the, the I don't know. Australia? He's got
1: no hair, by the way. Oh, yeah, Ollie's go. got no hair, just sort of bald. Yeah. But I, I, I rate him as the best of all three. And I've heard all three now.
2: Well, now that you say that, you know what's gonna happen. And Yes, if he does go on a reality music show, everyone's just gonna vote him in because what? they just want the three Sebastians to take what? it out. Yeah,
1: I want I want the third one. I want the menager trust. <laughs> I want that. I want to hear the eldest Sebastian.
2: It's a bit like where you, you work in a place, right, that you don't want to hire someone that's related to you because you just go, Well, people are gonna go, Oh, that's nepotism. Favoritism. Yeah. yeah. And so in this instance, whether or not he legitimately won, because people are saying it's rigged, even if he legitimately yeah. won and it was he was voted in, it's still the fact that he's never going to have the proper uh, and what he deserves as a proper win because people are going, it's only because you're the judge's brother.
1: It's got to be really hard because you've, if you've lived in your brother's shadow, so to speak, for a long mm. time, and now you've got this, are like, oh, it's because your brother was in a, He was on Team Kelly for a start. Yeah. and um, Yeah. I- <sighs> I, I've worked at radio stations in the past, right, before I worked here. And the, I remember a competition where, it wasn't a competition, it was one of those ones where you can vote on songs, whatever else, and it goes to the playoffs and it goes to the best song. And at this particular radio station, um, I had to pretend that people had a choice and that people had a vote. Yeah, right. And it was years ago. And they didn't. The winner was already predetermined. And it was still good theatre-wise, but mm. at the same time, I knew. I think if we if we were able to talk to someone behind the scenes and they weren't contractually obligated, I'd bet you that they would tell us the same thing.
2: So what you're saying is, though, that people get to have a vote, potentially, Chris Sebastian taking out Australian, um, not Australian, Island, The be voice. <laughs> that well, was, that was Guy. One. That was Guy. That was
1: 20 years ago now. <laughs>
2: um, that it was already planned.
1: Cool. He was uh, going to win all along,
2: so he I, was going to take out the hundred thousand dollar win, and he was also going to get the uh, EMI contract.
1: No, I think I think it's like a rolling a rolling plan because obviously they've still got to do their their performances and they can stuff up those. But I think there's a with those kind of TV shows, and I think you need to have it. They've got kind of like a general storyline they try and follow, and. Um, and, yeah, I'd like to think it's not true, but, you know, the cynic in me goes, it's true. Come on. So I think Chris will do quite well, but um, I don't think he should have won. No. But I don't think Johnny should have won either, and he was the best singer of them all. Well. Um, I think that girl with the. Stella. I don't know, the big forehead sort of, uh, not trying to knock her, but, you know, she's got the, the haircut that's a bit strange.
2: Yeah, I, I can't recall her name.
1: She's great. Yeah. Give it to her. Yeah. I think, do that.
2: <laughs> no, I can see it now. Chris Sebastian's got his new album coming out now that he's a winner of uh, The Voice. Yeah. And I reckon it's going to be a marketing uh, ploy or stunt. So then Guy Sebastian can release a new uh, oh, album as well. I don't know. we a couple brothers. of
1: cynics, you and I. It's 10 to 7. We've got little bits coming up in just a sec.
0: Hit FM with Christian Barge.
2: A fresh way to get up. On your radio.
1: It is time for one of my most favouritest games, and uh, it is called Little Bits. Little Bits. That's right. It's where we play a little bit of audio, and you've got to try and guess, um, you know, what that audio comes from or who it is, depending on the theme for the day.
2: Give it to me. Let's do it.
1: All right. I will give us here. you. So today's theme is... TV theme tunes. That is today's little bits theme,
2: and so, they're going to be all the ones that you used to watch. No, not no, no, the Christy. No, ones that no, no not.
1: Th- these ones should be pretty standard for everyone. <laughs> you know how I feel about this. Yep. You know how I feel about this. Right. So here is number one, and I feel like this should be very, very easy. Seinfeld. No, you got that. See, I expected you to bugger that one up. <sighs>
2: Sorry, I, my heart is beating so That's fast like, right really? now. Really? So I don't know why I'm so nervous about is it? this. Why? Because yeah. <laughs> it's such a there's so much pressure <laughs> around the 650 game and me getting it right now.
1: Okay. Well, here is number two. Second year. Friends. Oh, see, I knew that was gonna be too easy.
2: Now I have I'm paying attention. This is why <laughs> I have um
1: I have left the the hardest one till last. Yeah. Um. Now. Some would say this is probably the greatest family TV show of all time.
2: Is it one of yours? What? Do you consider it one of the greatest family shows of all time? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. So that's when you say some would say, as in Bodge would say. Oh,
1: it's not not just me. It's not (laughs) just me. It's not just me. All right.
3: Here's.
2: Oh, it's the Brady Bunch. It is the Brady Bunch. (laughs) Guess did you, what, but did you, I did a hat. You got trick. you got
1: the hat trick. Did you ever watch you would have watched that, yeah, surely. Yeah.
2: All I remember is the the, the all the little squares yeah. on the front and all the little faces. Well I
1: see uh, that
2: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
1: And what was that about? Do you remember oh, I that? I don't recall. Alright, so Jam was getting jealous because she's the second child. Mm. Right? But and, you know, in that for that time, because it started in the late sixties. For that time to have a show. About like a mixed family, like she's got three kids, he's got three kids. Like that was that was quite taboo. Mm. As weird as that sounds now, mm. because obviously we are you know we, we're a much enlightened uh, generation of people. Um, that was a big risk. There was a big risk, and it paid off. It paid off. If you if you didn't watch the Brady Bunch, it was like. Um, Oh God! What's something that's it's like I don't want to say Game of Thrones, but you know, <laughs> if you didn't watch The Brady Crivalent. Bunch, you were not cool. Yeah. It was like when The Simpsons was at the height of its fame.
2: Yeah, um, I can only imagine what living in the Brady Bunch times was like because when uh, all of um, the siblings, my siblings, mm. and all of our partners yeah. and our nephew would live at mum's house all together at the one time, you got nine nine people in the house. Every night was like the Brady Bunch night.
3: Yeah. That's,
2: it's really cool having I, that many people in a, in a house at one time.
1: I um, I used to live for the Brady Bunch, and Mum used to tell me that apparently there was um, the Brady Bunch were huge, and then the Partridge Family started oh. in yeah, uh, you know, I think it was like a year or two later.
2: And they're the ones that had the boy band sort of haircuts. Uh,
1: kind of, yeah, but they were a family, and they had you know they had the the red velvet sort of stuff, and then what happened was there was like a splinter group of the Bradys went across to watch. It was like home and away neighbours, that kind of rivalry. <laughs> so it was it was very, very interesting, and then that sort of stuff started to uh, you know, continue on. Mm. But the Bradys, mate, they were number one for ages. So there you go. You got it right. I'm very proud of you. You did it very Thank well. Thank you. And um, next time, I'll just have to make it harder. I made that one way too simple.
2: Get up with Christy and Bodge on the
4: Mid-North Coast. Hit FM.
1: The memories part of uh, Facebook is something that, Continually, Christy, um, either makes me feel terrible about myself or feel really good about myself and about where I've come. Well, you can thank
2: Facebook, though, because otherwise you wouldn't remember these things because it's a timeline of our life.
1: This is true. And it's
2: the way to keep a diary without actually having to physically write anything. Some
1: things, though, I would prefer never to be reminded about ever, 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 ever again. Well,
2: eat your words there because if you ever do a social post or a status update, remember that it will come back. To haunt you many
1: years later, and you go,
2: oh, oh, geez. oh, was that that bad? So don't write something stupid.
1: No, 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 no. Um, I, I've just had a look at. Um, so I used to, I used to. Um, oh god, this is, is really, this really? This is embarrassing. really embarrassing. I've just seen this <laughs> eleven years ago. Right, so this is eleven years So I was twenty. Yep. I was twenty. That's yep. how old I am. I'm thirty-one.
2: Young, eleven
1: years boy. ago. Oh god. <laughs> I, yep. don't, I don't want to do this. Oh, You've
2: got to do it now. Rip the band-aid off.
1: All right. First photo shoot is tomorrow. Going to bodge it up, bodge style. <laughs> <laughs> bodge was a verb, by uh-huh, the way.
2: Uh-huh. Going to bodge it up.
1: Yeah. Bodge it bodge up, style. bodge style. <laughs> yeah. What
2: photo shoot, by the way?
1: Um. Oh, God. I am.
2: Um, oh, you didn't do modeling.
1: I was trying to get into TV. <laughs> And at 20, obviously, I was one of those kids that thought oh, I can be in TV. Yeah. You know, I was a lot skinnier back then. I had a lot less hair. I was, um, for all intents and purposes, a twink. Yeah. All right. And the reason I refer to myself as a twink is because the gentleman who um, took the photos uh, was a gay gentleman and he kept referring to me as such. As he a also, twink. Yeah. He also invited me around to his house for, for whatever reason. He's like, oh, we'll do some work back there. I'm like, surely you just point and click the camera. Oh, what do we have to do at your... And I was so naive; I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't go around there. But you know, if I had done, it probably uh-huh. would have been a little bit more than, yeah. um, you know, a few close-ups.
2: So twink, beans <clears throat> skinny, hot guy, skinny,
1: skinny, hairless mm. in the in the in mm. the gay world. Now, um, that photo shoot. The reason I did that is because when I went there, they were in, uh, they looked after actors and models and things like that, and they said, if you want to be on the the role so to speak for opportunities to get into TV we want you to do our modelling course I'm like okay yep. I had so much money that I wasted and poured into it. I've still got the receipts um, dodgy looking receipts as well like a couple of thousand at least as a 20 year old that's a lot of money oh,
2: yeah well, you've um, got to do all these headshots, and then you've got to go through this agency and then you yeah. keep paying those fees for the agents and then they don't find you anything
1: exactly and they go oh you would just you know I was I auditioned for a film with Hugo Weaving no. Yeah, I did.
2: What, to be alongside him or just to be an extra in the just, background? Just
1: be, oh, it was a small role. It was a small role. Um, and then um, to get to get to that point, um, I read a monologue of, um, <laughs> he said, there's a whole load of monologues out there. Go and learn one. Come back and do it. And I did Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. and his final statements uh, in the courtroom. And I thought, I'm not going to get away with this. I'm 20. So I put talcum powder through my hair to <laughs> make it look like I was grey, went and bought some sp- like um, low, um, low magnification spectacles from the chemist, and then I... I went and put a suit on, walked in with a briefcase, and walked into his office and just started performing it straight away. And he said it was incredible. However, I was about 20 years too young to do it. And he said, why didn't you pick one of the other ones? And then, you know, that was probably the only good feedback I got. Beautiful. I nailed that. I nailed it.
2: And is that why you still wear those damn spectacles now? They're the, the same suit? ones. Yeah, exactly. They're the same ones. <laughs> you, you pop them out every now and then. You're yeah. Going, oh, I'm going to be old and oh. put some and powder in my hair. No, Not but that you really need to do that. You do have some gray i I've
1: got grey now. I don't have to do it. Mm. I, could, I could do it much better now. But the thing is, is that I I got stitched up a lot of money. I got stitched up a lot of money. And... Sometimes, um, when you're younger, you want to make the best of your career. Is it, oh, I'd been kicked out of school. I had nothing. I'd been homeless. I'd, I thought, you know, I'm finally sort of on my feet again. I've got all this money. I've been saving up, getting paid nine dollars an hour, yep. uh, nine dollars forty an hour. Sorry, um, not that, that makes $9. A difference. Nine
2: dollars forty.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know it was bad, um. And yeah, no, it was bad. So 11 years ago, I mean, that's a terrible update. First photo shoot is tomorrow, going to bodge it up, bodge style. I wish I could delete it, but I need to leave it there because that has spurred. We weren't even meant to be talking about this. We weren't even meant to be talking about this. But that memory has actually sparked a huge story as to why I was so excited about it because I thought it was going to lead somewhere. But realistically, I had not at that point at 20, I had not learned enough about the world to know I was about to be um, taken advantage of for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, what was the next year? is a battlefield. <laughs> what does that even you mean? stop
2: doing status updates, please? Like, Just no, but, leave it. No, but, leave it to photos I, I used to and do, do not have silly I used comments. to do
1: a couple a day. Now I'm, <laughs> you'd be lucky if you get one a week. What else have I got? Get back, Mama Fuku, you don't know me like that. I don't understand what that means. What does that mean? Two people Ask
2: liked it. 20-year-old you.
1: Two people liked it. I don't even know what that means now. Get back, Mama Fuku. You don't know me like that. <laughs> Is that a lyric?
2: Bodge, can you just delete your Facebook and start from scratch again?
1: I've considered doing that.
0: <laughs> Get up with Christian Bodge
2: on the
3: Mid-North
1: Coast's hit. One of the scary things about social media that I find, and I've said this many times, is the targeted advertising? Oh,
2: don't remind me. It freaks me out. Baby up. stuff coming up because I've had, got baby showers happening left, right, and centre, and it's all baby stuff.
1: But you know, we all know now, and I, f- I feel like it's terrible that we're kind of, um, we, it's public knowledge that if we talk about something, that little device is listening to everything you say, mm-hmm. and it's picking up keywords, and then stuff pops up. I if I go like this, if I say, if I hold my phone up and go. Nibble Nobby's Nuts, (laughs) Nibble Nobby's Nuts, (laughs) Nibble Nobby's Nuts. Be careful, Siri, I'll talk to you. All of a sudden, I'm either going to get something for Nobby's Nuts or something else. But um, I was really quite scared last night, and I took a screenshot of it as well. Oh, here we go. Of um, something that came up on my Facebook feed. Is that
2: an alcoholic beverage? It is.
1: So it's the Brookvale Union vodka and peach iced tea. Now
2: iced tea. Yeah, yeah,
1: and the interesting thing about that is, is I have never bought one in my life. However, when we were at the bottle shop the other night, yeah. and I bought something like a couple of beers that I wanted, Alicia said, "I'm going to get some of that iced tea from across the room, like in a bottle shop where we we were playing as well. We had that was hit on, so you wouldn't have been able to pick it up. The phone was in the pocket. Oh. She paid for it with her own money, right?" And then all of a sudden, that's popped up about two hours later on my newsfeed. <laughs> we never, we never once said the name of the the product. I didn't pay for it, and that's popped up. the The exact one has popped up that we got.
2: I have a theory. What? Well, Just now thinking about it. Yeah. So. Her Facebook will be picking this up, right? Okay, because yeah. they know that she had ordered it. She had spoken about it. It's heard on her phone. She's then paid for it on her phone. She but because can. you're in range of her and you're around her all the time, it shares the data.
1: No, don't do not do that to me. Don't put that evil I've on got me. tingles
2: now thinking about it. But you're around each other all the time. So you've probably each got each other's... Things that you're talking about on each other's phones oh, without ever knowing it. Well,
1: don't say that. Some of the stuff on my internet history is not great, but that that if that's if that's the way it's gone, that's really scary. Yeah, really scary. That's the
2: only way to think about it because how would your phone pick up what she said that's not in the e-shot? Yeah,
1: because that's not that's not like a VB or like a really well known brand. That's that's kind of obscure. Unique. Yeah, niche. Yeah. Um. I don't know what to think about that, to be honest. I've never bought it in my life. I don't think I've ever even said the words on the can. Peached iced tea. I'll never be able to eat a peach again.
2: If I get it on my Facebook, I'm blaming you because my phone is right in e-shot now.
1: Yeah, well, bye. Thanks. I mean, they're a good time. I didn't mind them. Wake,
0: up, wake up. Get up with Christian Bodge on the Mid North Coast. Hit FM.
1: It's been all social media this morning, just talking oh, about Facebook memories and sponsored advertising and has. all the perils of social media. Our
2: world revolves around social media. Oh, and um, God. this next bit that I'm going to tell you about is exactly the same thing, Bodge. It's something that uh, my best friend posted over the weekend. And it was her in uh, her wedding dress, a picture of her at home. Wearing her wedding dress because it's been two years since she got married, and it's something that she does every anniversary or even like every six months to, to remember the uh, big day. Oh,
1: every anniversary is kind of nice. Every six months, I think, I mean, maybe you just a bit, a little bit too to it. much.
2: And I, and I get wearing it after the wedding because you'd kind of want to reminisce about the amazing thing. But if you kinda... can still
1: fit into it, I know too many people that say, Oh, I wish I could fit <laughs> into my wedding dress. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's how small I used to be. And a lot of people still hold on to their wedding dresses. My mum yeah. still has her wedding dress from, from 30 odd years ago. So, but this is the thing in the, the social post that she shared, yeah. it wasn't just about her wearing it after the wedding day, Voj. She wore it before the wedding day. But- this is odd. Is it not? I mean, that
1: that is very strange.
2: <laughs> but she captioned the fact that she, I wore my wedding dress around the house on various days in the lead up to the wedding, and she asked, "Is this normal? If not, it should be. One day is not enough." Uh,
1: well, no, because what if your fella gets home and he sees the dress? He's not meant to see the dress.
2: Exactly, it's bad luck for the soon-to-be husband to be Whoa. seen wearing. I mean, the, <laughs> the luck, the dress. luck
1: part of it, I don't really care for because it's not true. But you don't want to see. It's like saying. Um, uh, I've had a really nice haircut and I know you look forward to my haircuts. <laughs> and I show you the haircut in a picture before you see me walk through the door and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah. I've seen it now."
2: But see, this is the thing, wearing your wedding dress in <laughs> so the <long>. le- <laughs> yeah. Wearing your dread- wedding dress in the lead up, it's an odd thing because you one you run the risk of, well, being seen in it. Two, you could damage it. Like who what's to say that you're not going to walk past a hard piece of furniture and rip it, or drop some food on it, because you might be, I don't know, sitting there having a little snack, and you wear your shoes in. I get that. But Mm. you don't wear your wedding dress before the big day. Is it normal? Are there other people out there, like my friend Kayla, that wore it before the wedding? Yeah. 13, 12, 16. twelve, sixteen—it's a we, little bit strange.
1: Yeah, I think we get stuck into that next. That is a very, very good question.
0: The Mid North Coast gets up with Christian
2: Barge on
1: Right, have we got your strange friend on. <laughs>
2: She's not a strange friend. She's a strange She's, person. Look, look, I've never heard of people wearing a wedding dress uh, in the lead-up to the wedding day, so they can wear it in around the house, like just do your everyday chores like you naturally would, with a big gown which has a big train on it, by the way. So yeah. I'm sure she probably damaged it prior to going to the wedding. But, um, Kayla, uh, is it bad luck wearing your wedding dress before the wedding day?
3: Morning, guys. Well, look, it wasn't bad luck for me because I'm still married, so that's a good sign. <laughs>
1: yeah, two years on. Bad luck for him, maybe.
3: <laughs> maybe. We'll, we'll see. I yeah. don't know. Look, I, I had this beautiful dress that I'd just spent a fair chunk of money on yeah. sitting in my cupboard. It was a few days before the wedding. My husband was away. Why not? Yeah.
2: Okay, well, you... Your husband's in the Navy, so you've got a little bit easier than what a lot of um, brides-to-be would have in the sense that, look, if I was to wear my wedding dress before a wedding day, probably would get busted by Michael, whereas you've got well, it easy. Isn't...
3: Yeah, look, he wasn't there. I wasn't wearing it in front of him. It was just an opportunity, and I thought, oh, well, I didn't see any issue in this. Actually,
1: you know? Ka- just... Ka- yeah, Kayla, just to, just on that, um, I think there's, and you would agree, I think, that there's probably more opportunity for Christy to bust Michael wearing the wedding dress
3: (laughs) around the house. I think you are spot on there, actually.
2: (laughs) No, but see, you even asked yourself when you did your little social post where you admitted that you'd wear your wedding dress around and you asked, is it normal? Because I think you must have realised you're probably the only odd one out there. But was it to wear it in? That's what I don't understand.
3: Okay, look, there's only so much posing you can do in a bridal shop, you know. And actually, I, I was a bit strange because I ended up getting my dress all by myself. I didn't have anyone there to kind of give me, you know, proper feedback. Oh, yeah, all the on ladies that. At the bridal shop would have just said, oh, it looks lovely, you know, but I'm like, eh, does it? So look, wear it at home, wear it around, you know, wear it in. Exactly, like
2: Yeah, actually, on that bodge, I'm going to admit something here. Um, Me and the other bridesmaid, we went uh, bridal shopping with her, right? Mm, mm. And we picked the dress, and you hold up the little sign that says, uh, I got the dress, and then we rock up to the wedding, and she's in a different (laughs) dress. She went out sneakily after (laughs) You got a different dress. I'm pretty sure you're not
1: allowed to do that. <laughs> no,
2: no. AG, you know what? There's no tradition when it comes to there weddings, is. which no. is fine.
1: You go through this sort of um, long, long day of looking through dresses, and you finally pick one. You go, thank God she's picked a dress. It's been hours. <laughs> and now she's gone and picked one without you. It's like, no. well, all that time was spent. For nothing.
2: And, and, Kayla, I know why it was. It was you weren't too happy with the one in the end and you weren't so sure and sold on it. And you've got to love it, not just like it, so that's why you went back. But I still, I'm still, i still concerned. Did you damage your dress when you were wearing it in the lead-up to your wedding? I did not damage my dress while I was wearing it. Right. But I did on the day.
1: So how long <laughs> oh, yeah, How long have you been married now? Uh, two years. Two years, Yeah, she only right. just
2: celebrated yeah. the second anniversary. Right. So
1: do you still fit into the dress?
3: I do actually look I picked a dress that I was able to eat in dance in move in so I knew that it would fit me for a while
1: because um i i've i mean i've never I've never been married but I've been at a lot of weddings and I always have to buy a brand new suit every single time because <laughs> I've too. always I'm, i get I get bigger just in little bits and it just sort of it just creeps up on you <laughs> so and I know I know a lot of women a lot of women my mum included where she um I don't think she's got a dress anymore but she used to say things like, you know what, well, I, I want to get back to that goal weight of getting back into the dress. And I think that That's dress, probably why
2: they hold on the, to them. Yeah,
1: the the wedding dress after the day for a lot of people becomes kind of that sort of the goal weight. I want to get back to that sort of, you know, the happiest day of my life sort of situation. Well,
2: if you're hot like Kayla, you just have that goal weight the whole way through and you can just rock your wedding dress whenever. I can yeah. see it now. She's wandering around the kitchen wearing a wedding dress, <laughs> sipping on wines and eating cheese.
3: Now I'm starting to think I was future proofing when I bought it, knowing that I would do this in the future and that's why maybe I chose the <laughs> dress I did, because I knew
1: I'd fit into it for a while. Well, <laughs> Chris, yeah, Christy has um put you on the Facebook oh, page. Yeah. Sorry, right?
2: sorry, Kayla, because I still want this I conversation going. I, I, I still say it's an odd thing to do in the lead up to the wedding and I want to find out if the Mid North Coast if there's anyone else out there that actually does what you do, you well, weirdo.
1: Let let's um let's read let's read the couple of comments that are on there so far. So some brides pay go. big bucks for their dress. That they only wear once. I say Christie's friend is just getting value for her money. Having said that, yes. I can proudly say after 24 years, I can still fit into my bridal nice. ear, e- bridal oh. earrings. Oh.
3: That's quite <laughs> a good one. Uh,
1: And then uh, other comment is probably not normal but fantastic. Imagine how glamorous she must feel in it. Plus, uh, fast fashion is a thing of the past. Reuse mm-hmm. the crap out of it. Go. What's fast fashion? You
3: know, like cheap, cheap clothing that you know. Breaks down easily. Yeah. Oh, I
1: like all of my jeans <laughs> that tear at the bowls. And
2: Kmart. Actually, I, I, I wear Kmart. So
1: actually, that's they, they. don't even do that. It's kind of the,
4: the, the yep. taint area. Yep, yep you know? it is. Yeah. Big
2: holes there, but um, the yeah. holes. Right, Kayla, you just rock that wedding dress as often as you want, girl. Do you know what? I think I'm going to now. Yeah. <laughs> You've got it on now, don't
0: you? A fresh way to get up. Christian Barge on Hit FM. The thing that's sort
1: of a struggle at the moment, I know that there's a lot of people that will understand it, is that my phone has been playing up. It's been playing up. It's weird. The, out of nowhere, the battery just dies 15%, you know, it gets 15%, and then the power save mode goes on, then it just turns off. Out of nowhere, does that. Um, and then there's things like uh, receptions are a huge struggle now. Yeah, you've Incident's got bad a reception. struggle. And someone told me that when you get towards the end of your contract doesn't matter who you're with your phone goes to
2: crap but it, the phone is built to operate on a lifespan and not by your contract because you when you go and sign with a network yeah. you could choose 24 months you could choose a longer contract well, like how's the phone going to know
1: well this is the thing this is what i've heard that they are designed to last a couple of years and then, like normally, what will happen is there'll be another upgrade or two in that time so and this this is just i mean at the moment it's hearsay, but i want I want to look into this further because i've read a couple of articles as well that say um some of the some mobile phones these days specifically the the stuff that's used inside a few of them. Uh, have a lifespan that's only about a couple of years and that's on purpose so they can sell the next model. Exactly. And it doesn't matter whether it's a Samsung, Apple, whatever. I mean, all more or less the same. How long have you had your phone?
2: I only recently updated it like six months ago. And that was because, same thing, I only got two years out of the previous one and it was starting to go poo.
1: Now, I have looked after the phone I've got. I look after it very, very well, okay? It looks great still for two years nearly, and that's why when I was looking, I was like, when does my contract end? And I was like, because I was thinking, it's so weird. The subconscious thoughts where this phone is not working, I now need a new phone. And I was like, right, when does my contract end? Can I get a new phone? Oh, wait, it's ending soon. Oh, good, I can upgrade. Oh, hang on. <laughs> hang on a second, light bulb.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: and 13, 12, 16, if you have more information on this, mm. if, you, if you've found stuff out, even if it's a little, uh, little theory, I want to hear about it because I... Have looked after that phone. I want to keep it for a lot longer. I want to continue on with my plan. I get good mileage out of it. However, um, it just packs up now. It just doesn't do what I want it to do. And right. it's terrible because I looked after it so well.
2: It's not like you, your brick phones, the old Nokias. Like, you know how long they lived? Like, remember the battery life? You just charge it and it'd be lasting like a few days. Like, I know oh. we do so much more with the phones now. But I heard somewhere as well that if you charge it when it's already half charged, yep. you're actually doing damage to your battery. You're meant to only what charge do you it. You're meant to only charge your phone, like all these smartphones, when it's like pretty much dead flat. Because if you start charging it when it's halfway or three quarters charged, no, then you're going to flatten it I a lot more. About, and the, the lifespan of it's going to be a lot less than it probably could have been. Right.
1: We look into this. This week, we're looking into this. This is my mission. All right. Last week, you had a mission. You wanted to know if you could paint a rock
4: <laughs> you legally.
1: <want> to <laughs> now, my mission is, is my phone, is there a conspiracy for phones mm. to die? I'll find a technician or something. I will get multiple people and I'll find out what's going on because if that's the case, I'm not spending big money on phones anymore. And actually, now that I've said that, um, I still have that 3315 that you got. <laughs>
2: what, are well, you going to swap on over? Do you
1: remember Do you remember that phone?
2: I do remember that phone. Are you going to use that all this week because you've got this conspiracy well, that I... someone's tapping into your phone no. to make sure it runs out by the end of your contract?
1: It's... I've got to bring it into work because <laughs> it is at home and um, we were going to use it for something, but I you can't remember what. You wanted to play
2: Snake. Why. You just wanted to play Snake on well, the Well, Snake old 2's on there. Yeah, that's what you wanted to play.
1: Oh, no, that's what we wanted to do. Um, we wanted to make ringtones like in the old days. Do you remember oh. how you could make ringtones? Yep. So um, I wanted, because I used to be so good at it back in the days when that was the only problem, getting the tone right because you'd hold the button and then you'd um, you'd press up, up, up to go different tones and whatever else and it was just, it was incredible. It was a lot of fun. I used to do, I used to be able to text without even looking. It was fantastic. We'll talk about it in a little bit anyway and we will look into it this week. It's quarter to nine. On here this morning, here are the black-eyed peas. Are our phones going kaput in the lead-up to end a contract? We will find that out.
0: Hit FM with Christian and A fresh way to get up on your radio.
2: And you know, I think your theory, though, about mobile phones carking it by the end of your contract is all bull. Like, I know that phones do not last as long as they used to, but my theory is the whole battery life. Like if you charge it when it's fifty uh, percent, you're gonna actually ruin its battery life in the long I don't run. You are meant about to that. charge it when it's fully flat. But no, Flash says there's some truth behind that. Flash and Warhope joins us this morning. Good morning.
4: Yes, good morning, good morning.
1: All right, buddy, what have you got for me this morning?
4: Well, Come on. On, both front, on the battery side of things it's true if you constantly charge your battery before it needs to be charged, or if you don't wait for it to get down to five or ten percent or whatever that battery develops a memory so that it thinks at 50% it's actually full, so it won't be able to operate at its full capacity because you develop a memory in that battery by charging it before it needs to be charged. You're joking. Wow. No, no, I've done extensive research into that (laughs) and also the the bunging on when the phone starts playing up towards the end of the contract, that is also a thing that they, they put bugs in the phone So that you're not, you know, not real bugs, obviously, but (laughs) computer type bugs, because they want you to, they want you to update your phone. They wouldn't, they wouldn't sell more phones unless they can constantly update them and say, now get the new one. Because your old one starts playing up towards the end of the contract because it's put they put malware and the yeah. like in there. Okay, flash oh. so on it that then. Problems.
2: is the malware in there when you first get it in order to make it sure that it, 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 it carks it by the two-year contract, or is it that someone's hacking into our phones because they are smartphones and and putting these little viruses? Did you in say smartphones?
4: Smart. Phones?
2: smart phones. Mine's definitely a
4: smartphone. <laughs> Mine's a smug phone oh. too, but yeah, no. With those version updates, the more version updates you put into it, as they get further along in the updates, because they don't want it to happen, obviously straight away. But towards, you know, on the fourth or fifth version update of that phone is when the malware gets inserted, and 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 you know it starts to play up because they want you to have a new phone. They don't want you to go more than. The life of the contract without having to update it. That's why they make it cheap to update and get the new version in the life. Yeah, this is Watch true. Out.
1: I look, I, it's a conspiracy got, flush.
4: Well, it is. I've done and. To avoid it, you can make one of those little hats out of our foil and wear that. That blocks the signals. (laughs) And and I constantly have meetings with this guy that beams down, and he told me all this, so it must be true. (laughs) All right,
1: look, we'll leave it there, because we are going to go to the news in just a sec. um, But, Flash, we will keep on top of this all week. (laughs) All week, we'll be in touch. Right, Christy? We need to get into the news. We are running late, pal. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: Bye. Have a beautiful time.
0: If you want more of Christy and Budge, catch up on the podcast at
4: hit.com.au or hear them live weekday mornings from 6 on the Mid-North Coast's Hit FM.